Are you ready? Oh yeah! Let me tell you something, brother. If you're looking for the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be in the podcasting universe, then look no further than Ring the Bell. Bringing you the best in the world at what we do, and what we do is take over the world of wrestling reviews, baby. Now, Ring the Bell. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Ring the Bell, and it's one of our favourite shows. It's talk about whatever the fuck you want show. <laughs> this is brilliant. We have a few topics on hand. One main one, which I can pretty much assure you right now, is going to incur and cause a lot of angry ranting from my guest today, my co-host. He is the one and only Mr. Ross Bell. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm good. You? Uh, yeah. Good. Outside of the, the wrestling world, I'm good. Um, <laughs> our, our two main stories are probably, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just confused and angry about, really. Right. So before we get into the angry side of, of Ross, um, on our last show, Ali and myself were here to review Money in the Bank. First pay-per-view uh, apart from WrestleMania, to have fans in 18 months. Mm. Uh, Ross, you also watched the show this week, uh, so the people have heard my opinion on it. What did you think of Money in the Bank? I bloody loved it. I thought overall it was a really good show. Like, I wasn't excited for Flair versus Ripley. I don't like either of those two women, but they put on an absolute five-star match for me um, in terms of for, for the women's title. That was good. I thought the women's ladder match delivered more than the men's, but I preferred really? the men's ending with Big E. Uh, winning, he deserves that belt, and hopefully he goes to cash in and have a good run as the champion. I even enjoyed Styles and Omos against the Raiders. I thought Styles and the Raiders put on a fantastic match, and Omos was he was there to do what he does. <laughs> but the main event, I mean, that was half an hour of perfect WWE wrestling for me. That is exactly what I watched the show for. Is Roman Reigns, Edge, putting on a clinic. And then it, it reminded me of a Attitude Era end of a pay-per-view. Seth coming out, causing the upset, or causing the the, uh, the win for Reigns, plus setting up countless matches for him and the other two guys in a month's, month's time. It it was fantastic. And then the Cena return. We all knew he was returning, but good Lord, that pop was something else. Yeah, that's an all-timer pop. When you, yeah. when you see those YouTube videos of biggest pops of all time, you have like the Austin ones and the Triple H from MSG and all that lot. Yeah. Cena's now in there, you know? That's that in there. Is, that was huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, well, so on the last show, the Reigns-Edge match, it was one of those that they did everything by almost doing nothing. So for all yeah. the people, and I said to Ali, this isn't a knock on AW or Kenny Omega, stuff like that, but... For the people that say, well, he, Omega does all this stuff and he works really, really hard and all this stuff, I say, yeah. yeah. But Reigns works smart because Reigns yeah. and Edge, to, to both their credit, worked mm-hmm. in a way that was methodical, was slow-paced, but was never boring, <clears throat> was never right. off-putting. It, you, were, you were intrigued, you were engrossed, you were hooked. And it almost like they didn't do a lot strenuous. Like there was no, they wouldn't be feeling it the next yeah. day. Like there'd be no injuries coming out of it, but it looked no. as hard as hell. And yeah. Reigns right now, has, is anyone, to your recollection, in the years and years you've been watching this, has anyone been on as much of a consistent top-level, top-guy run right now in form, uh, personality, aura, charisma, the whole package? Has anyone been anywhere close to the level that Reigns is operating at right now? Yeah. I mean, the only person you can compare him to is Austin. 
and that's back in exactly 97 yeah. Austin. So you're talking how many years yeah. later? And this is the first person to yeah. come close to that level. Yeah, he is he has transcended the the sport of wrestling right now. He is he is the guy at the very top, and everyone else is below him in peered levels. He is just him on SmackDown this week. I absolutely fucking loved it. Paul Heyman doing the do 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 as he's walking back. That is superb. Putting him, those two together, it's a, it was a genius masterstroke by probably Vince, maybe Triple H. It was an absolute genius move. He is. He looks so confident in what he's doing and so assured in this. Just acknowledge me. Like it's it's very simple. There's no. It's not a massive, long, wordy thing he has to do. He has to just say three words, two or three words on a mic, and it's it's just incredible. I've one of my time hops a couple of weeks back was I'm on board the Roman train. This was about five years ago. I think this was after he beat Taker in the main event of Mania. Uh, yeah, Taker left about his right. hat and yeah. gloves in the ring, and the very next night, Roman got into the ring and said, "I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy." And I thought, yeah, fucking right. You are the guy because that's where they want to position you. Unfortunately, it's taken him five years to be to like fully round out that character. But that this character now is what he was doing then. It's it's just he's a heel now. I wonder if it. the biggest genius move was Vince finally saying, Okay, you know what, Joe? I'm just gonna let you do what you want now. Mm-hmm. It, it, for you, instead of saying, be yeah. this person, do this, smile yeah. more, say suffer and suck attached, wink at the camera, mm. do all of this stuff that the Rocks and the Austins and the seniors have done. Yeah. Instead of trying to force all that on him, just mm-hmm. say, right, what do you want to do? Well, Vince, I want to do this. Fuck it, go yeah. for it. Like, yeah. you write your own stuff, you book all your own stuff. And Heyman, we don't want him running raw behind the scenes, but you can yeah. have this guy. Heyman's just, a, he's, he's just a genius. There's bits where Roman's got the camera focused dead on him, and you can see Heyman in the background just holding the belt up. Like this is this is the main event right here. No matter what he's doing, he is the main event. He did and, that at Punk, didn't he? He used to hold yeah. the belt up, and he'd be like just in the background, but it just showed yeah. you that shit. Th- this is what the it's all about. Yeah. yeah, the I belt mean, is here. This is what everyone wants. Obviously, his, this is gone. If you compare him that thing with Cena three or four years ago, mm. when Cena made him look like an absolute bitch in the ring. He, he made him, he just took the piss out of him basically. Because Cena is great on the mic. There's no denying Cena's a fantastic mic man. Roman on SmackDown this week, the, no, you're right, John. I can't see you. I don't want to see you. <laughs> it's just incredible. Turning down a challenge. Whoever turns down a challenge, it never happens. I never thought that I would hear Roman Reigns talk about the missionary position on WWE TV and it not feel like. What? It was like, I've oh had to my God. deep into the internet to find that because all of their clips on Facebook and Twitter, they have cut that bit out. They oh. have, I've had to go to places you shouldn't have to go to find WWE clips. But it's fantastic. And you could see when he's saying it, like, yeah, I'm saying this. So what? Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns right now. There's, you hear all the stuff about, like, it's all on him. He books it all. He's demanded that he will never be in the, the middle of the card. He'll either open a show or end a show. Yeah. Roman is only the main event or the opening attraction. He is the yeah. biggest thing. He pay, he main events pay-per-views. He main events everything he's on. The focus yeah. is always on him. This is perfect. And I yeah. never want to lose that belt. Like, no. I know, obviously, he's got Cena coming up, which he theoretically should absolutely Lesnar him the way Lesnar did to Cena back in 2014. I hope that's how he goes. If he ends up selling for Cena, I'm going to be very annoyed. 
Cena's got to lose. Like they're doing yeah. this whole summer of Cena, aren't they? Where he is the focal point of the company this summer. Roman has been, he's to in a lot be. of dates. He's not Absolute, doing a brock. Yeah. He's actually working. He's working pretty much every week on Raw yeah. and SmackDown. He's, and Smackdown. he's everywhere. Yeah. Then Roman's got maybe Big E lurking in the background. He's got Finn Balor mm-hmm. lurking in the background. Of course, he's then got the People's Champion. It appears is all locked in now. We hear mm-hmm. Survivor Series. Rock is due back. Rock is due to work on Raw. He's due to work on SmackDown. He's crossing both board, like both brands. The Fox want him. USA Network have demanded him. Yeah. Rock is on board for a full time, as full of return return as he can give them. Yeah. And this all builds up to next year's WrestleMania, where it might either be a new and Rock versus a new and Roman, or the biggest match they've presented in years, no yeah. hyperbole, literally mm. the biggest match they've had in years, Roman versus Rock at Mania. I would be down for either of those matches. I love the fact that they could go Roman and... Uh, oh, I'll forget which one it is. Jimmy? Is, it Jimmy? Uh, is that the DUI guy? That's the DUI guy. No, the guy, guy that's been there with him the whole time. Oh, the Jay then. Jay, main event Jay, yeah. that's it, yeah. So R- Roman and Jay versus Jimmy and uh, The Rock. Yeah. Like, that would be incredible because the Uso could do a lot of the work for The Rock, but he mm-hmm. can still go in the ring like we saw against Punk or we saw against Cena. He can still do his stuff, but you've got the Usos there that can, and the story of those two actually imploding and fighting as well, it, it's just so good. And the fact that you've mentioned those guys there, you've still got Seth Rollins out in there, like in the picture, but not getting a title shot. You've got mm-hmm. Edge still still knocking around. It's, how good is Smackdown? Gets so wrong. Smackdown gets it so wrong. Kevin Owens is under on the undercard there. Sammy like, Zayn. You you look at it and think they're both the same. We've said this before. They're both the same companies. How is one show so bad, but the other show is so much better? Yeah, it's the I don't I don't get it. Like they've it's got the, the same guy want, approving all of, of the, yes, on Smackdown. Absolutely. And fuck it, the draft coming up in October. Move Orton over. Orton yeah. can lose to Roman. We haven't seen that yeah. match since SummerSlam. I want to say. 2015, 16, yeah, maybe years ago. Yeah. So Roman, well, yeah. maybe later than that. So Randy's invigorated recently, yeah. And he and he's off, he's had a break. We don't know why he's had a break, but he's had a break. No. So bring him back. Yeah. In front of fans again. Roman loves working in front of fans. Yeah. He could be a baby face. Fine. Yeah. Roman could hold that belt. He should beat Cena. He should beat Balor. He should beat The Rock. Rock should not yep. beat Roman Reigns. No. At all. Roman could have that belt for well, he's going to smash Punk's record. He's not far mm-hmm. off that now, I don't think. No. Uh, especially, I think they're even more so now they're going to make a point of him beating Punk's record. Oh, yeah. Someone's holding that belt for a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, so yeah, so Monday the Bank was brilliant. We loved it. Uh, it set the stage for so much. It's a shame that Raw yeah. the Night After was so not good. Why are they so wrong? <laughs> so many things wrong with that episode. Um, yeah. But that's not the TV show... Well, that's not one of the TV shows that Ross watched because Ross watched another TV show last week. For the and this shocked me because he said in our group chat that we have, uh, he has a confession to make. <laughs> Fuck knows what this is going to be. Not what I expected. Because Ross, what did you do this week? Yeah, I watched AEW Dynamite. Um, so this would have been last. First question: to... Why? What made you think I'm going to sit down and watch me some Dynamite? Well, right. So the full story: I got in from okay. work. Uh, it been nine o'clock at night, I think. Got home, put my daughter to bed, get rid of stories, came downstairs, got a cup of tea, had some food. And my wife's on the phone to her boss, and that normally lasts three, four hours. She just talks for hours. So I thought, oh, there's fuck all on TV. What's, I'm just scrolling through ITV 19, whatever channel they're fucking on. It's about 10 o'clock at night, and it's AEW Dynamite. And I just think, oh, man, let's give this a go. Let's see what all the hype is about. <laughs> 
first match on the show for the IGWP Z title, whatever it is, is Dean Ambrose versus Carl uh, Anderson. Great. I saw that about five years ago in WWE. Yeah. Ambrose looks out of shape for my, <laughs> to, to my eye. Might not, to, might not to everyone else, but he looks out of shape to me. I know he's had time off and had a baby, but I thought Renee was the one that had the baby, not him. Okay, now. Um, <laughs> Anderson's Carl Anderson. He's never going to be a top star. He's, he's fine. He's a good wrestler, but that's about it. Um, Two or three other matches passed me by. There's a guy called Brian Cage who could just be in the same room as a wellness test and fail it without even having to test to take it. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen him. He is Roydy Magoo, back knee. He looks fucking disgusting. He looks it, like um, a creator wrestler where you've been able to like mod the yeah. the upper body and it's mm-hmm. just gone wrong. It's yeah. just yeah. It's, it's like a balloon man, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, he looks like he's inflated. Um, they took on someone, I can't remember who it was, but the, the, this little guy beat him. Someone starts, like Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks his name was. Yes. Yeah, he was quite good. I liked him. He was fun. Um, and he won the FTW title because apparently Taz has a title. It's 2021, Andrew. What the fuck has Taz got a title in a major company for? Well, he's, he bought the title back, didn't he? Because he had that in mm. ECW. So, yeah, exactly. And somehow it it's now a recognized title which can be won and lost. Okay. They have too many titles already. I know WWE have far too many titles, but they have their titles, plus they have the IGWP, whatever it is, plus they have the FTW title. There's too many titles. I cannot care about this many champions. Um, so then Kenny Omega came out, and I've never been a Kenny Omega fan, as you know. Uh, he came out with two young lads, who I think are the young box. They, they look like twats. They're dressed in um, <laughs> Bermuda shorts and like Hawaiian shirts. Kenny's got the a Triple H beard when he's missed out the chin bit um, and the worst sunglasses ever. Uh, they came out and then Hangman Page came out. Now, I quite like Hangman Adam Page. I think he is a star in the making and I'd love to see him in a big company like WWE. In a <laughs> He is the guy that needs to beat Omega for the title because um, mm-hmm. he's got the... Is it the Dark Order behind him? I think the yes. lads who Brody Lee was kind of the leader of. Yeah. He, they're now his group. Um, so, I mean, that, that was quite interesting. I'd, 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 I would watch that match. I don't think Omega is the best in the world, personally, but I think Paige might be up there from what I've seen of him. Then I was treated to the delight that was Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage. That's new. 23-year hmm. running feud. They actually mentioned this over and over during the match. This feud's been going for 23 years. Yeah, you can fucking tell. It's the most paint-by-numbers feud I've ever seen. Um, How's Christian looking? Because you haven't seen Christian since uh, Rumble. Yeah, he looks like Christian. It always looked like Christian. He works exactly the same as he's always worked. It was like watching a WWE match. It was, it was like watching a match from ten years ago. How is yeah. Matt looking now? Because obviously we last saw Matt in the WWE whenever it was before he left. So Matt uh, is now Big Money Matt. Oh, so he's doing the he's doing his old TNA gimmick. So again, they're yes. rehashing something from another company. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, super. So he's kind of taking money from younger stars, basically trying to like be their agent almost, but like telling them to give him sixty percent of the take-ins and that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, that was. I mean, that was fine. It was Christian versus Mahali. Is what you expect. Is what you've seen for the past twenty-three years. Is there's those two having a match, and the main event was Darby Allen, who is like a little chunk-down version of Sting. He has the uh, the skeleton face paint and stuff. Against someone, I can't even remember. And they had a coffin match. 
um, which was highlighted by he he put his his opponent in the coffin and then he did a coffin drop from the top rope through the coffin. It looked pretty cool. I mean, it was a good high spot. But I mean, I think it was Ethan Page. He fought Ethan Page. Yes. Yeah, I think that was who it was. Who yeah, actually was... looked good in Impact because he, he came over from Impact. Mm. He looked really good in Impact, and I yeah. don't think he made the right career choice going to mm. AEW. If I'm honest. No, so I, I totally zoned out for most of that match uh, until that thing happened. Um, they have too many people commentating. They have a three-man booth. Tony Schiavone needs to retire. He's not very good anymore. Um, Excalibur, I like him. I've no idea who the fuck he is, but he's very good. He wears a mask, and when he commentates, he was good. JR, oh mm. my God. He should have retired a long time ago because he is a miserable old bastard. Um, if anyone's listened to JR's podcast for the last six months, fucking hell, something's got under his skin, isn't it? Yeah, Jesus. he kept mentioning how it was great that the matches have time limits, but didn't mention why it was great they had time limits, just how good it was that they had time limits. No idea why. Uh, yeah, he called it WWE Dynamite a couple of weeks back as well. He we, we know where he wants to be. He's called Omega WWE Champion before. Um, yep. <sighs> there was a little bit where in it where Cody Rhodes comes out with them. I mean, like, you know, Triple H comes out sometimes and he's tanned, too tanned. He's orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cody was off the fucking scales, tanned, wearing a bright white suit with white shoes to make him look even more day glow. So he's the guy who's going uh, against Alistair Black or Malachi whatever. Black. Malachi Black. Just Tommy call him End, Tommy End. Whatever the fuck he's called now. So he's the he wears all black, obviously, because he's black and he's, white. He's a dark guy. Yeah. yeah, black versus white. But Cody's apparently the face. Like, Cody's a fucking knob. No one likes Cody. And overall, I won't be watching again. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I am done with this company after one two-hour show. So, um, back, uh, I think it was after WrestleMania, uh, mm-hmm. after Backlash, or WrestleMania Backlash, one of the two, um, our long-time collaborator, Ed Price, decided to give himself a forfeit. He would watch uh, AW Dynamite every week into a Money in the Bank. And he would detail this on our group chat, and every week it was... Long, long paragraphs, mostly about how it made no sense, how it was all overly choreographed spots. There's an ice cream van in the background that right now I'd rather ice cream and talk about AEW Dynamite. Um, and it was so much. And it, it got to Ed so much that he's actually considering between Mum the Bank and SummerSlam going cold turkey and not watching wrestling to detox from it to rest his brain after watching three months of AEW Dynamite. Yep, so blame don't you watched one happens. week. Yeah. They have rankings. They have a win-loss record. They do, yes. It's a, it, a win-loss record in a, a staged thing is completely pointless. At one point, Billy Gunn was 9-0. Yeah, I mean, I'm all Where's for his that. Billy shot? Gunn wasn't on the show. If Billy was on the show, then I'd, I'd watch every week. But he wasn't there. So Did watch. you know that they also have two YouTube shows? Why? They have AW Dark and AW Dark Elevation. Is this like velocity and it's kind of like it was all right? It's their PC, it's like their performance center, it's uh, their right, development okay. that they develop on air. But the problem is when they blow spots, they leave them in. Before, before, um, I was around uh Martin's uh place yeah. for the Euro 2020 finals a few weeks ago. Uh, what a night that was, and we yeah. watched AEW botches on YouTube. Now, okay. there are seven parts to this. Oh my God, we got through one and a half parts and we had to turn it off because yeah. all of this stuff and some of the stuff they showed in it was on a taped show. Jesus 
Forest. They left them in. Now we, I'll, I'll obviously come across as an AW hater here, and I, I am a WWE guy. I've said that all along. I've never professed to be anything other than an a, a WWE guy. They are my company. They've always been my company. But I, I do not get it. I don't get why this is the new greatest thing. It is exactly the same as WWE. It's like watching Raw. There's nothing on this show, from what I saw from in one episode, maybe I've missed it, but there was nothing on that show anywhere near as good as anything that happens on SmackDown. Okay, so what I want to do, before we move on to our main topic, um, mm-hmm. we do a little, obviously, for anyone that's seen the Broken Skull sessions, when they promote it on, on the socials, they do like a thing where Austin throws names at his guests, like a quick fire thing. Yeah. So what I'm going to do now is throw you a few names that you haven't mentioned so far that are mainstays of AEW, and you can right. let me know what you think if they were on the show. So right. Sammy Gravara, was he on the show? He was. I think he had the semi-main event, the, the toilet spot. Okay. Uh, what did match. you think of him from what you saw? It was fine. It looked like he belonged in 205 Live. Okay. MJF. Uh, he was on a show in a backstage segment um, where he and his crony Ty Dillinger choked out Jericho. Oh, because he's part of a group. They're in the pinnacle. Right. It's uh, MJF, uh, Sean Spears, so Ty Dillinger, Ty Dillinger uh, yeah. uh, the FTR, who are the revival, Right. Uh, Wardlow, who's this big dude, Right. And Tully Blanchard. And they're going up against the inner circle, who are right. Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Uh Jericho. Jericho, Jack yeah. Hager, and Lucky. Santana and Ortiz. Right. Who are LAX, right? Yes. Right, okay. Okay, here's the here's the last one. Orange Cassidy. Uh I I fucking hate this guy. I, I I didn't see him on Dynamite. I've only seen stuff of clips on him on on um, Twitter and uh, Facebook and stuff like that. But it, it's the worst gimmick in wrestling. Get your fucking hands out of your pockets. The little kicks to the shins. I saw him doing it to Neville. I don't I don't recognise AW names by the way. It's Neville. Um, <laughs> he kicked him in the shins, and then Neville kicked it back in the shins really softly. Just fucking roundhouse kick him in the face. You'll beat him immediately. Like, have you seen the the clip that's been going around for the last few days online uh, from this past week's Dynamite with Orange Cassidy and Sting? No. So uh, Orange Cassidy and Sting were seconds outside the ring for a match between Darby Allen and somebody or whatever. Right. Um, I think one of Orange Cassidy's look because everyone there's factions all over AW. I don't oh, know yeah, how much yet. Yeah. Everyone's got a faction. It seems like yeah. there's a million of them. Everyone is part of a group in some form or fashion. Orange Cassidy is part of a group. Yeah, right. Puck, it'll Neville is Neville. part of a group. He's part of the Death Triangle. Everyone's got at least three three man groups. So outside the ring, Orange Cassidy and Sting are facing off. Right. Orange Cassidy puts his hands in his pockets. Yeah. Place go mad. Whatever. So Sting does a little soft kick to his shin. Yeah. Cassidy does it back, and they do it again. Then they both back up. And they do little super kicks to each other's shin, and then Sting does like a really bored version of his chest beating taunt. <laughs> and the internet love this. They say that this this shows that Sting is in the modern era, and he's as good as he ever was, and he's working with some absolute horseshit, absolute fucking bollocks. If that was WCW, Sting would have kicked him in the chest, done a scorpion death drop, and walked off. 
Um, what I'll need to do then, because obviously you've now watched an episode done. You have to watch this, uh, mate, yeah. Ed put himself for three months of this, so I think I'm going to need to watch. And I know that they've just had their two-week uh, fighter fest. Yeah, this uh, is one double, of the episodes I yeah. watched was part of this thing. I didn't understand what it was. I thought it was um, pay-per-view, apparently They've not. got a homecoming episode, some kind coming up soon. Um, but what right. I'll try and do is, um, <clears throat> over the next couple of weeks, obviously we've mm-hmm. got a pretty packed show schedule. Yeah over the next few weeks with uh, finally the debut of Three Minute Warning. But what we could do maybe in a couple of weeks is kind of break that up for, for one week. And we, I will watch and review an episode of Dynamite and I will bring that review to you and we'll see what, what I think. Do it. Let's do that. Let's do it. Okay. Right. We're going to stick with AEW for the rest of this show now. So, Recently, we've obviously already mentioned Alistair Black, Malachi Black, mm-hmm. Tommy End has signed. Uh, Andrade has signed. He is uh, he is in there now uh, with Charo Guerrero. Charo Guerrero is is his associate. Charo Guerrero is in 2021, the major wrestling promotion. And these are big signings. The internet love it and the fans love it. It's like, oh, okay, they can finally show what Vince missed out on. And, and fine. You know, Tommy End is a really good wrestler, good presence, yes, good is. moveset. Yep. He could be someone big. Absolutely. Andrade... Looks good, has the look. His promos were getting better. He's got the flair connection, which I thought would have helped. He yeah. could be someone absolutely fine. There's been talk for quite a while about CM Punk because he's at, obviously he's available. Yeah. Uh, Vince won't touch him. Punk probably wouldn't go back to Vince. Uh, Punk and the Bucks get on. Uh, yeah. Punk and Cody, I think, are fine. Punk and Omega have probably crossed paths. So it seems like it's one of those inevitabilities. Well... This past week, rumours kind of amped up regarding CM mm. Punk, and we're going to stick with him first, because in September, AEW in Chicago yeah. for Dynamite, for their new show, which would be their fourth show, Rampage, and of course, All Out, their big pay-per-view in Chicago. Uh, yeah. I think it's the third one they've done. Now, last year, there were rumours that Punk would be at All Out in Chicago. Didn't happen. This year, by all accounts, it's locked in. It's signed, it's sealed, it's delivered. CM Punk is AEW, is All Elite, and CM mm. Punk will be All Out, or at least will be on the shows leading up to All Out as well. First yeah. things first, CM Punk to AEW. Are you shocked? Are you not? What do you think? Do you see it working? What's your thoughts on Punk going to AEW? I'm not shocked, no, because he was always an indie guy. He was Ring of Honor. He was like ECW, that kind of, that's where I associate Punk with. I just don't see how Vince or Triple H can kind of let this happen with both guys, Randy Bryan included. You've got all the money in the world. You've got billion-dollar contracts with Fox and with USA and whoever else is Peacock, all this money. Just offer them both what Lesnar deals. Like you don't have, they don't have to work all the time. Doesn't matter. I could love that getting his getting to work part time and maybe in a WrestleMania that sort of stuff. All the money he wants. I just don't. I don't get what's in it for them to join AEW, other than to just stick two fingers up to Vince. And after what the company did more for Daniel, Daniel Bryan than um, Punk, I suppose. But after what they did for Bryan in his kind of his rehab and his treatment and all that sort of stuff, like I think they deserve a little bit more respect and a little bit more loyalty. And I know there's no loyalty in wrestling; they're all independent um, contractors, but to whatever. But I don't know, there's something just a bit off about this for me. Um, 
I, I don't really spend too much time on Punk because, again, it's not a shock. I think at some point we knew he'd end up there. So yeah. that is not so much. The big one, and you mentioned him just now, Daniel Bryan. So obviously he was at WrestleMania, barged Main his way into triple threat with, with Roman and Edge, put on a great match, obviously mm-hmm. smashed, stacked and pinned. And then he faced Roman, was it the week after? Weekend, the week after that, yeah. after, where it was like loser leaves town, whatever it was. And Brian yeah. lost, Brian left the company. Because, of course, yeah. his contract was legitimately up. That's it. He was going to go home, be a dad. Obviously, got a couple of kids there now, isn't he? With with yeah. Bree, Bree isn't he? Mm, it's with Bree, yep. Yeah, um, and that's fine. He can go and be Daddy Brian, and fine, happy days. Yeah. And I, oh, he'll come back because it's Daniel Bryan. He, he was he was gone for what four years, five years, and and they, yeah. you know, they did all that stuff. Okay, didn't let him come back, but then they have an obligation to make sure he's healthy and everything. And he come back, and he'll be fine. It's on the contract. Fine, happy days. Two weeks ago, there was rumbling, speculation, rumours that there were no more talks and there was no mention of Daniel Bryan in creative or in the company. Merchandise had been told, do not include Daniel Bryan. He's not in 2K22. Don't make figures of him. Don't make Funkos of him. Don't put him in anything that we are going to market in the next 12 yeah. months. Which is like, okay, but doesn't matter. It makes sense. He's not under contract. Don't waste mm. merchandising on Brock Lesnar was saying when his contract expired, they they removed all yep. his stuff from the re shop. Right out of the shop. Yeah. It's standard procedure. If someone's not under contract, yeah. then you don't merchandise them. Simple. No. Within the last week, it started up. Daniel Bryan's talking to AEW. It's like, mm, okay, well, you can talk to them. Fine. Edge talked to AEW. But then yeah. Vince was like, well, no. I'll give you $3 million. And he was like, okay, I'll be honest. I'm not going <laughs> to turn Vince down. Yeah, That's exactly. it. You know, Everyone's talked to AEW. It's, it's an open market. You know, for the first time in years, there's, I have to say, there's a genuine competitor in the sense of like WW was, you know, where mm. they can offer money, schedule, all this lot. So you have your right to talk to them. But you yeah. still didn't think that it'd be like, ah, you can talk to them fine, but Vince then go, Ryan, money, yeah, exactly. part-time, yeah. do what you want, name your own schedule, yeah. fine. Then it carried on, and then it became, he's expected to sign. Mm. Then it became... Daniel Bryan has signed. And now, pending the official announcement from the company, it appears through everyone, it's got an opinion, a voice, and a source that Daniel Bryan has, in fact, signed with AEW. And I still can't get my head around it. No, it just feels wrong. I don't don't really know why, because obviously we don't have any right to expect loyalty to one company over another. Just because we're WWE guys, doesn't mean they are, they have to earn a living. But they could have earned a very comfortable living working for Vince and doing a lot less work, probably. And I, I, I just come back to, I don't get what is in in it for them to go to that company because there's no better workers in that company than there is in WWE. Like, they could have they, gone and turned up in NXT and had some this, fantastic matches with people there. Yeah, this seems to stem from Daniel Bryan's desire to work Japan. Now, yeah. a little while ago, there was talk... Oh, impact that- then. WWE was in talks with New Japan and obviously Tony Khan came out and basically buried Nick Khan of WWE for the conversations and then New Japan endorsed that kind of Khan shoot promo Um, while the fucker owners cutting promos on another company anyway but that's another podcast for another discussion for another podcast Um, and one day we will because Tony Khan annoys the fuck out of me I'm sorry but like stop being a mark and stop yeah. playing extreme ramp- like wrestling rampage or what EWR on the on the old PCs yeah. that you own a company. You're you're an owner. Like stop. Yeah. Natural. Develop owner. develop yeah. thick skin. 
accept criticism, don't fire back mm-hmm. at everyone. Bully Ray was on his podcast. He criticized Tony Khan's booking, so Khan fired back at him. Just say, Bully, you've got experience. You've earned the right to say, have your say. I'll take it on board. No, no, yeah. he just fired back and defended his own booking. But anyway, just... I don't, I don't understand it. And yeah, because the New Japan thing didn't work out. So it seems that Daniel Bryan was signed with AEW, or Bryan Danielson, mm-hmm. I guess it'd be again now. Yeah. Was signed with AEW. He can work New Japan because they've got the relationship with New Japan for the RWGP belt and everything. And then once he's done his, he's sort of scratched his itch in Japan against like yeah. maybe Osprey and Okada and all that, all that lot. He can then go back to the US and he can work Omega and Cody because you know, we've seen that before. And he can work with the Bucks, and and it he can kind of have his little second retirement, but he can wrestle yeah. the guys that he hasn't wrestled before. And from a professional point of view, and a proud like wrestling point of view, I get that he wants to work against everyone. But uh, I don't know that it just doesn't yeah. feel right that he hasn't that he's done. I don't know. It, it, again, loyalty means nothing. I get that he's loyalty yeah. to himself and his family, but. To see Brian Danielson wrestle and it not be for WWE, mm. I, I can't. I can't see it. I, I can't. I can't process. No, it. it just feels. It just feels wrong to me, and I don't know why. Like, I've watched the product, and yeah, fine. I don't. I don't enjoy it. It's not for me, but it is for someone. Some people love it. Some people think it's that it's it is the best company, and that's fine. But I mean, it just isn't. Like <laughs> when it comes down to it. It just isn't the best company. And the same thing as when WSW were around. They weren't the best. We've watched a lot of WSW stuff. It was shit. About two or three people, the rest of it was fucking nonsense. And from what I saw on AW, bar two or three stories that are slightly interesting, the rest of it, I couldn't give a toss about. And I just don't get what they're going to do. Christian Cage came in as this massive signing that they've got. Outwork everyone. He's feuding a lower mid card with Matt Hardy. Yep. M- Miro has got some one of their titles. God knows what the fuck it's called. But he's not doing anything. He's nowhere near the main event. All these guys they bring in, bar Jericho, are nowhere near the main event. And I, I just can't see Punk and Brian. They'll have a main event feud uh, as soon as they come in. But then they're gone. They'll just be another guy. They'll be Sting. They'll be those guys. So now that they've apparently signed... Now we look to when they're going to show up. So obviously we said that Punk is going to be involved in the Chicago shows, probably on, on the show leading up to it to, yeah. as a debut, as a promotion, then at the pay-per-view itself and the pay and the show after. Daniel Bryan, probably a little bit sooner. On September 22nd, uh, they are debuting in New York, which is quite big in itself because it's mm. WWE's town, at the Arthur Ashe Stadium, which is a tennis arena, which is going it's, to be a yeah. really unique atmosphere where the US Open's held, yeah. Yeah. Now, does that mean they're going to have it where it'll be in the centre, like like obviously at most, but yeah, where probably, the court yeah. is, and it'll be around. Now, it's not big. It's like 22,000, so it's not like it's a massive stadium. No. But nothing runs there apart from tennis. Like, nothing else runs that place. No. AEW have got that place for a live dynamite. Now, that that's a major, major show, and apparently that's where they're looking at Daniel Bryan's debut. Now, mm. September 22nd, is a famous date in wrestling because back in 1987, that was a show from MSG on yeah. Raw where Cactus Jack returned and Austin Stun McMahon. So September yeah. 22nd does hold significance in wrestling. And I wonder if AEW might try and make that their own kind of significant date where that's where they shook up the world and debuted 
someone who was main eventing WrestleMania mm. five months prior, which sounds crazy that Daniel Bryan, five months yeah. after main event in WrestleMania, is debuting for another company. Yeah, that's that's what confuses me. Just for comparison, SummerSlam is being held in a venue that holds 72,000. Yeah. <laughs> Just for comparisons. But yeah, like... I, I I just don't know. And I think they're both burning bridges that maybe they can afford to burn them, but there's no way they walk back into the company at the same level that either of them were before. Punk, I don't think he ever would anyway. I don't, I've don't. i come around to the idea that he's never going to return. But Brian, like I say, he was just in main event WrestleMania. Like, why are you now doing this? You can come back in on Raw and be the champion. You can face Bobby Lashley. If Daniel Bryan signs a, say, three-year contract, that takes him to 2024, whatever. Mm. Do you see him returning and getting that Hall of Fame induction, or do you think Daniel Bryan has now shut the door on being able to return? Yes, I don't know, because Mr. Ass went in as part of DX, but he ain't getting in as Billy Gunn the one or Billy Gunn Mr. Ass. He was part of a group that they cannot deny, and if they had had four of them there but not Billy Gunn, you would have been able to tell immediately, well, he works for AEW, so obviously that, that's now a, a no. Like it's Brian deserves being that Hall of Fame, and so does Jericho, and so do some other guys. But it's really tricky, isn't it? Like, are they going to be allowed in there? I don't think Vince will. I think Vince is an incredibly petty man, and he will not allow them to join his Hall of Fame because they've now signed for the competition See, one thing I've... I wanted to ask you is people are comparing them to fucking Nash and Hall oh yeah I've seen this like <clears throat> it, it's not that no uh, the, yeah the diff massive and obviously the NWO 25th 20th mm. 20, whatever yeah. it is um, 25th anniversary has, has just recently been which yeah. is crazy in itself yeah. and that was genuinely big because at the time Dubstub you were missing that something and they had Hogan but the fans hated Hogan Hogan yeah. was, was done in the fans eyes as that baby face real American exactly fun, yeah. Kevin Nash was the WF champion for most of 1994 yeah. uh, it wasn't a good championship reign far no. from it but he was the champion he was the guy that's uh, charged with running the company holding Scott the Scott Hall was the king of the upper mid card in WF that never seemed to for some reason ascend to the main event yeah. and I don't know why but he never no. did so for them to for those two to leave as two of the biggest stars in the WWF mm. to then go to the opposition and be the genesis of one of the greatest angles ever devised in yeah. the business before it went to shit, but it started as one of the best angles. Yes, that completely changed the business for the eighty three weeks. It changed the business. It forced Vince to step outside of his comfort zone, and therefore the Astro Year was born. Blah 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 yeah. blah. All that lot. Forget about the X on the tank revisionist history no 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 no. it was a jeep and they didn't start shit the yeah. nwo started everything yeah punk and brian showing up in aw is nothing like that at all because no. even though tony khan is a self-proclaimed wsw viewer for when he's growing up i'd like to think he's not dumb enough to run an invasion angle when see back in the day, people believed National Hall were invading because the internet yeah. wasn't a thing. There was no like, oh, it's just an angle. People genuinely thought they're coming from the way the, other it, side. the way it was done was absolutely perfect. With like Nash uh, Hall just turning up through the crowd and then getting in the ring and uh, uh, interrupting the match, that was fantastic. And then like he's, he's got 
bitch off by the collar and then just like points, look behind you, look behind you, and Nash is there. Like, fucking hell, that's Diesel. Like, what, what is he doing there? Like, when Scott like, Hall left, the only, the only like outlet that was was like the, the dirt sheets, like Meltzer. Mm. So he was reporting, oh, yeah, Scott Hall's giving his notice, Kevin Nash giving his notice. Yeah. But even up to then, Meltzer was reporting that Hall and Nash were going to be part of the Blood Run Blood Runs call, which was Glacier for fuck's sake. So he had no yeah. idea what was going to happen with the NWO, or even that the NWO no. was going to be a thing. He just assumed they'll come in, they'll work a program with Hogan because Hogan's the big WWE guy, and that's it. End off. Yeah. They'll they'll lose to Hogan at Starcade. Hall and Nash will be a thing again. That's it. That was back then. Whereas now we know Daniel Bryan signed. We know that CM Punk has signed. They can't do an invasion. We know they're going no. to debut. It's nothing. Yeah, they're free agents. Now. It's not. Exactly. A, they're not coming from one company to another. They're free agent guys. So I get and, they're big names. Yeah, but I can't. You can't compare the two. They're not going to. No. The NWO kickstarted WWE in the wrestling business. Punk, and, and let's be honest, Punk hasn't wrestled for seven years. Yeah, and he looks um, not, I mean, not not in bad shape during his UFC run, but I mean, that would have dented a lot of people's images of Punk. I mean, obviously, Brian is, is Daniel Brian. We know what he can yeah. do, and we know what Punk could do. Could Punk be the same guy that he was seven years ago? And let's be honest, that last year in WWE wasn't great for CM Punk. No, I suppose he can still. His moveset wasn't that bad that he couldn't do the stuff now that he could do. He still did the elbow drop, he still did to go to sleep and that sort of stuff. But they're just not in names at this point. It just feels so WSW to me. The whole thing is like, yeah, we'll just sign that guy because he was in WWE. That guy was a big star for them. We'll sign him. They don't, they, I think they're just signing people without a, a massive plan on where they're going because they're still the plan still is for their main title, Omega and Page. Like that is the feud. And there's people below that that are already there. So I don't know, it's just gonna create resentment with these two guys coming in, taking spots. It's just WCW. I on think the- this is a one huge plan by Vince. <laughs> just keep releasing these guys. Go on, go sign for them, come crawling back in five years' time for three quarters of your money. On our legacy, on our deep dive shows, we offer, we always ask about what a guy's legacies. Do yeah. you think that Punk and Brian are tarnishing their legacies by making this move? I don't think Punk is, no. I think he, the summer of Punk will stand forever. And I think so will the Yes movement. I think those two alone will kind of, they're moments in time. But I think because Punk's been gone so long, I don't think his legacy would ever be tarnished. But I think I don't want him to turn up there and not be the guy he was. Because it's just sad. Whereas I know Brian could turn up tomorrow and wrestle a five-star match with a couple of guys in that company. But it will just be weird. Like, it's just like when you saw guys just hopping from Raw to, to Nitro and you think, well, why are, you, why are you there now? Like the boss man. And Rick Rude turns up the night, next night without a moustache and stuff. Like, oh. I saw someone, someone talk about it saying that Jericho was Luger, and now the Hall and Nash are Punk and uh, Brian. <laughs> That's a bit like Jericho, isn't it, Luger? Yeah. yeah. Um, Luger do, you, do you think Tony Khan will want Punk to cut a pipe bomb promo on Vince oh, on his yeah. debut? You, as soon as he comes out, he's do sitting it. down. Yeah, of course he will. He, as much as he rattles on about being a, a, a a man of principle and all the sort of stuff and wanted to just do the right thing. He will walk out on that arena, sit down and put out a pipe bomb 
and start talking about Vince and his doofus son-in-law and his idiot daughter and all this sort of stuff. Do you, you know think Daniel Bryan will cut a similar promo where he will put down? Because basically, wherever most guys take AEW, they talk about the brass ring that they weren't allowed to hold on to and the glass scene they weren't allowed Bryan to smash cannot through. Exactly. About. So for your Cody Rhodes, and let's I'm, I'll say it right now. If Cody Rhodes was any fucking good, he would not have left that company to go to, to form AEW. End yep. of. If exactly. Kenny Omega yeah. was that that good, he would have been offered a better contract and he would have gone. Mm-hmm. If the Young Bucks were any good, and they're fine, but they're spot monkeys who have to yep. work the choreograph setting. Simple. Yeah, they're Dolph Ziggler. There's just two and of them. Basically, yeah, <laughs> any of the guys that are in AW, and I'll maybe minus Alistair Black because I think he was harshly treated, so I will minus him. Yeah. And maybe Rusev, but it's a t- it's a fine line. The yeah. guys that are there that have moved over, been released, and and then they've all gone on and gone. Oh, I wasn't given the chance. Blah blah blah. Daniel Bryan can't do that, as you said, because he was he was denied the brass ring, so yeah. he took it himself. He fucking took he it was, himself. Yeah, he made it, so they could not deny him anymore. He was pushed so beneath the glass ceiling, so he smashed through that himself. Exactly. Same with Punk to a degree. Like he said that he was all that guy that he had to have Paul Heyman fight his corner for him and get him over. Like neither of them can say this thing and like truly believe it. But I think Punk will. I've, I've always said regarding Jericho that um, when his AW deals up, he will negotiate with Vince and with AW. He will go back yeah. to Vince. He will become a Hall of Famer, and he will see out his career. I fully maintain that Jericho will go back to Vince. I think it's we're year, next year, year after next, he will return. Yeah. He will go home. I think Absolutely. in some ways Vince must respect Jericho for what he's done. Like he went there when he could have signed his deal. He went and started this new company and made himself a new character as well. But I think he knows he will come back at some yeah. point Absolutely. because that's what he's always done. He's had so many returns where he's been off to do other stuff. I don't know. It's just, it all just feels very weird. On the other side of things, uh, WWE apparently, from what the, the, the talk is, they expected Punk to sign. They expected mm. Daniel Bryan to sign. Um, it is what it is. They, they've not talked about Daniel Bryan for months. They don't consider him real, you know, to, to worry about in that sense. Yeah. But they're looking at uh, signings or re-signings, and one of the names they're being linked with as a strong return is Braun Strowman, who, of course, was released yeah. uh, some time ago. What? It, I know people are taking the thing, oh, well, we'll lose Punk and Bryan, so we'll bring back Braun Strowman. Obviously, that's, that's not no. it. But not the same. I think I think everyone assumed that when Strowman was released, he would eventually end up back on the lower deal. Oh yeah, yeah, we said that, didn't we? Is he a good? Show, but... Is he a good pickup, like a good bring back because he is a name, or did he achieve all he was ever going to achieve on his first run? I think yeah, I, I wouldn't bring him back personally. There's nothing that he could bring back and do now that would be interesting to me in any way at all. He's just a big guy. Once you get past the big guy who can do a little bit of athleticism, what is he? He's not a very good wrestler. There's other people I would rather see. Obviously, the Fiend back doing what he does, or Bray Wyatt, or some sort of variation of Bray Wyatt. There's other people that I would like to see return and given some sort of push. Like, Braun's not the guy for me. Okay, so um, you've seen AEW. You've watched an episode of AEW. You're not going to watch another episode of AEW. One more thing on AEW, for me, their best guys are homegrown. I don't know how homegrown they are, but Darby Allen, MJF, uh, Adam Page, their best guys are guys that have been in that company from the start and are getting themselves over with their gimmicks. They're not... Out of those three, maybe Chuck Sammy Guevara as well, possibly, yeah. and things like that. 
who do you see from that group that you've mentioned as being that you could see them in WWE in year in some years time and excel? Um, Adam Page definitely. He was he really impressed me. It was only I was he didn't even wrestle, but from his kind of on the mic work and his sort of uh, his sort of enthusiasm and his fire behind what he was saying. And I've seen some of his matches since I've watched a couple of stuff on YouTube. He could be Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, that kind of that kind of level guy. I think he's really, really good. Apart from that, Darby Allen's too small. They wouldn't use him um, to anything other than just a, a spot monkey. Um, MJF, possibly. He's, he's young. I think he's only like 24 years old. So he's got a long career ahead of him. And he's got a cool gimmick. So maybe him as well. Apart from that, I mean, yeah, there's not a lot that Vince or Triple H should be looking at thinking, yeah, let's, let's See, try and sign this I, guy. I think the danger they've got, and this is a problem they were going to have and they're going to have to deal with it now, is the more big names you bring in on mm-hmm. part-time contracts and their big names and, and big money, yep. you are going to inevitably have to shunt down your homegrown talent to field them. So yeah. for every Christian Cage, for every Daniel Bryan, for every CM Punk, that's one less space for a Sammy Guevara or for an yeah. Adam Page or for an MJF to the yeah. point where MJF, who makes no secret of the fact that he wants to succeed, he wants to be a major player in the business, yeah. shoot, work, kayfabe, whatever, because he lives his gimmick. And, it, mm. that, and he is a great heel from what we've seen of him and he can talk with the best of them. Yeah. Almost like what Mr. Kennedy was before mm-hmm. he tried to injure Randy Orton, accidentally, whatever. But kind of that's the, the trajectory that Kennedy was on, that, yeah. that great talker, almost like the rock in the sense of his verbal ability that could go in the ring. Solid MJF in the ring, yeah. is in that mould. Mm-hmm. And I think how many, depending on his contract length, he sees all these big names come in and yeah. he might work with Punk and he'll have a promo exchange with Punk and it'd be great. But at the end of the day, Punk will always go over because it's CM Punk. Yeah. Daniel Bryan will always go over. <laughs> Any of those guys like could that. show up on NXT completely out of the blue. And the NXT crowd is knowledgeable enough to know who they are. And they could have a huge push. They could be the new kind of uh, Drew McIntyre or Finn Balor or Samoa Joe, like Kevin Owens, the guy that goes through that part of the company and works the way up to the main main brand and is successful higher. Like that's exactly where I can see all of those guys going because there's people they can work with in NXT that would get them over to such a degree that they'd be ready. Like just think any of those guys with Adam Cole, any of those guys with Kyle O'Reilly. Even with Samoa Joe, like they could all put on fantastic, fantastic matches with those guys. And this is not when I mean, we've we've shit all over AEW for like an hour now. And Raw is fucking bollocks. It is the worst wrestling show on TV. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and just like say WWE is fantastic. SmackDown is fantastic. NXT is fantastic. NXT UK is fantastic. The rest of it I can do without. I don't care what happens on Raw. It's pointless. I like Bobby Lashley's run as champion, but I'm bored already of him. I don't even care if he loses to Goldberg, to be honest. Okay, let's circle back very quickly to WWE. Um, NXT, we, we've talked some some bit about. Um, last bit of mm. news, obviously, in the last week. We saw on Raw, uh, Keith Lee returned and lost clean. Uh, we saw Karrion Cross, the NXT champion, no less, show up and mm. lose in 97 to Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Um, and there's been now, also regarding NXT, Charlotte, who was a 13-time women's champion, because yeah. of her five reigns in XT, they've now been removed from her total reigns, and she's no longer a 13 she's now eight time champion. Because mm. Vince doesn't want NXT acknowledged. Vince and others high up in the company see NXT firmly as developmental, not 
as a third brand, despite Triple H's constant use of that term for years in his media yeah. interviews. There appears to be a lot of disconnect now between Vince and Trips when it comes to NXT's presence. Yeah. And apparently the carrying cross deal on Raw was a firm message being sent. This isn't going to end well, is it? It's not clever. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Vince? This is the best part of your company, bar Roman Reigns and the SmackDown. Crew. Do you think Vince got pissed when NXT lost the Wednesday Night Wars? Yeah, probably. But then he didn't back him in the first place. He, he, no. he gave, he, he signed the guys, or gave permission for Vince or uh, Triple H or whatever to William Regal to sign the guys. But it wasn't pushed anywhere near as much as Raw or SmackDown was. Like NXT is, it is acknowledged in the the WWE universe when it, yeah. when they need to. But like for example, several years ago when Gargano and Champa were at each other's mm. necks in NXT, yeah. they brought up to Raw as a tag team. Yeah. Recently, Tegan Knox, who was out for some time, made her big return with a yeah. huge publicity push and like the, the, the battery charge in the whole the whole deal. And she mm-hmm. returned. But then the following week, she was brought up to SmackDown in a team with Shotzi Blackheart, who was a team of Ember Moon in NXT. Yeah. They scrapped any anything that happened in, in NXT. There's no mm. correlation. There's nothing. Keith Lee was NXT champion and North American champion. Dual yeah. champion was great, looked brilliant. Vince brings him up, puts him in what looks like a skirt, um, changes yeah. music twice, does everything opposite to that. Yeah. Finn Balor comes up, NXT champion. Look what happened to him. He was let go. He was allowed to go back to NXT for over a year, and he's now just yeah. come back again. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, the list carrying crosses most recent. Yeah. Adam Cole showed up, yeah. won a couple of matches, and he's gone back again. Uh, Walter, NXT UK, loses Bobby in four Roode. minutes in his main roster debut at Survivor Series and pinned after a Claymore. Bobby Roode. Yeah. Bobby Roode was just... the most overman in the company. Yep. And he was. What happened to him? <laughs> I think this has always been there that we've just kind of ignored it because yeah. it's Triple H and it's the future of WWE. But if Triple H and Vince are now at loggerheads and like Triple H, you know, Samoa Joe is released by Vince, Triple H on the phone trip within 90 minutes saying, I'll bring you back. Like I'll sign yeah. to NXT. And now he's gotten back in the ring. How long till Vince calls Samoa Joe back to the main roster and puts him in mid card? Yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's just depressing. We need Triple H to take over the main the main thing as I soon just, as possible. If Vince and Triple H are fighting, oh, there's only one loser inevitably. I mean, look at Shane. Yeah. Shane was booted from the family company yeah, years go ago to go and work in China because Triple H yeah. was the golden boy. Vince doesn't mm. care about families or loyalty. Nope. So if Triple H goes too far with it, NXT does. NXT goes like yeah. Oh, he could. I could see him generally putting the plug on it. Which would be insane. Right, so we spoke about Money in the Bank. We've spoke about Ross's first AEW Dynamite viewing experience. We've spoken about CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, possibly, looks like, definitely, son of AEW in their debut. We've circled back around and finished on uh, the NXT stuff. Uh, it's been a busy old week. And, yeah, so much more to come. We're in the build-up to SummerSlam in WWE, of course, uh, which is where our focus always is. We're WWE guys. We've always said that. Uh, SummerSlam's looking like a bit of a banger, this one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's going to be in front of a massive hot crowd, a couple of big returns, a couple of massive main events. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. And bigger than all that, it'll be the first time we have all been together uh, oh in, God. well, I mean, 
Some, some of us were able to come together for SummerSlam last year, but it wasn't the full complement. Whereas this time, it might be the first time we have all been together. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, even a long, Ali long might, time. Even Ali might be there. He apparently yeah. is, in, is in the country on that weekend, yeah. so he's going to maybe pop down. Nice. But, yeah, we're going to be all there. We're going to be double vacced. We're going to be as 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 safe and as protected <laughs> as possible. So we have no fear. We can lick each other, and it's all good. Double vaxxed boys. <clears throat> right. Okay. So that has been the week. Uh, the week in wrestling. So much to do. So much to talk about. If you have any thoughts and feelings and feedback on what we've said, you can do it and give it to us in normal ways on Facebook at Ring the Bell Show, on Twitter and Instagram at Ring the Bell Pod. Ross, what's the email address? at gmail.com if you also would like to do us a favour which would be a huge appreciation from us you can give us a five star rating and a review over Apple Podcasts um, and you can also share and recommend and subscribe and all the stuff at Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Amazon Music Podcasts Spotify Stitcher Uh, if someone does podcasts you will find Ring the Bell yeah we are everywhere like us subscribe to us share us tell your friend tell your mum tell everyone Hey, dad don't don't have to tell hey, mom dad. Tell dad too. Like uh, auntie uncle grandfather grandma a lot of them all of them anyone. yeah anyone at all okay right next week finally it's here the debut of three minute warning we go Woo-hoo. back to the glory days of wb raw it's 2002 it's the eric bischoff era we'll start where well, where else can we start the debut in wwe of eric bischoff amazing absolutely amazing Okay, Can't for wait. now, that's next week. But for now, this has been all about Punk, all about Brian, all about AEW from us. Wow. Ross, watch AEW. I'm growing. I'm growing oh. as a human, Andrew. <laughs> On that bombshell, this has been Ring the Bell. I've been Andrew. And yeah, Ross, Andrew. Yep. Ring the bell. Ring the bell.